When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. I'm having computer issues, so I'm on my phone, but uh, hopefully it sounds okay. I don't know if it's computer issues, internet issues, or Zoom issues, but we'll soon find out if it's a Zoom issue. So anyway, first thing I want to tell everybody is that I forgot to mention this last time, Tom. Oh, wait, let me bring in Tom. What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up, Rob? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are dying the to most talk important Astros thing. baseball, if it'll let us. Yeah, so we got Astros, Red Sox, and the trade deadline, which to me was super, super exciting. All right, so first thing I want to say is we were number six baseball podcast in Great Britain, which is pretty awesome. My wife said she's very proud of us, that we're doing great. And uh, I I tagged the Astros UK guy. And I started thinking, is Great Britain and the UK the same thing? I don't know. So I had to look it up. Were you you aware that there's a difference? Absolutely not. All right. So the difference is this. Great Britain is England, Scotland, and Wales. And then UK... Includes England. I thought England and you and uh, London, Ireland were fighting. I don't know. Isn't there something? <laughs> I don't that's know. Ir- yeah. Oh, that yeah, that, yeah. Okay, I don't know. I, I have no idea what's going on over there. And from the video, I don't know where I'm looking. Is that you right there? I'm looking at you now? Yeah, you got. I got. So, you. so stop looking at myself and look at you. Is the main thing. All right, so. Thank you to everybody that listens. Highland Bullpen guys, thank you. And then Dave Benton. I posted that on Facebook, and he said, hey, I'm one of the guys listening. So shout out to all of you guys. I'm sitting on the floor. I'm 51 years old. I walked all day, but, you know, I'm here for you guys. Uh, So anyway, trade trade deadline action. How shocked were you when you heard Trey Mancini? Because all along we thought it was Josh Bell, buddy. I was blown away. I didn't think he was even a candidate. I didn't think that was a possibility. The Baltimore Orioles are smack dab in the middle of a wild card race. I think they're only two, two and a half games back. So I felt like he's he's like a face of their franchise, like Jose Altuve to a lesser extent. I really felt like they, they would keep him. I saw his name in some rumors, but didn't think anything seriously about it. And then when you look at the position flexibility that he provides, I think he's a, a click special. You know how he feels about having guys that can play all over the diamond. So with Trey Mancini being able to play first base or either of the corner outfields, that just gives uh, Dusty Baker so many different options that he can do with his lineup to be able to get the best possible lineup out there. And while I would have loved to have Josh Bell, I think he's a great bat, doesn't strike out a whole lot, a, lot, a real good contact hitter. He only plays first base. And I feel like Yuli's still going to command first base for a little while. I agree with you. So I was, uh, you know, we said it on the podcast. I go, I want Josh Bell. I want him. I'm sold. I'll take him. And 
you know, we didn't think Trey Mancini was somebody we could get, but now that we have him, I would rather have him. I'm excited. Said he can play the left uh, corner. He can play both corners, actually, but looks like he's going to be mostly a left fielder. They said he had 10 home runs, and if he would have been an Astro year, he'd have 17. Very, very excited. First base, DH, left field, right field. Way better option because before we'd have that log jam with him and Altuve. At, I mean, him and Yuli at first. You know, who's going to get playing time and this and that. So I'm pretty excited. It was a three-way deal. We traded Chase McDermott, some guy I didn't really even know. Some people were upset, but I don't I don't know a whole lot of prospects that deep. And then uh, it was a three-way deal with Tampa Bay, and they got Jose Siri. My thought on Jose Siri going to Tampa Bay, I was happy for the guy. Even though he's not the greatest hitter, I like him. And I'm happy that he's getting to go somewhere and have a chance to play every day. I, I had no gripes or arguments with Jose Siri, the player. I mean, he's phenomenal on the defensive end, but he just strikes out way too much for me. And and don't get me wrong, when he runs into one, he absolutely hits tape measure tanks, and he's really flamboyant, tons of energy. He's infectious. But when you're batting 173 and you're striking out, you know, two-thirds of the time, I, I, need, I need production on both sides. I need you to be offense and defense. And I think that's what this did. I believe Tampa Bay is trying to catch lightning in a bottle with Jose Siri, and I wish them luck. Hopefully he doesn't come back to burn us like Toro and uh, Tony Kemp do, it seems like, every time we play them. But uh, really happy with the trade. Uh, Chase McDermott, you spoke to, high A guy, big strikeout guy, 24-year-old in high A, not sure that he's going to help the big club anytime soon, and we're ready to win now. He throws hard. I read some about him. He's, you know, 92, 95, and now he's up to 98. 550 ERA. I mean, I'm okay with that. And then the second one, we all saw it while we're getting ready to watch the game. They trade for Christian Vasquez. I didn't really see that coming. And second year in a row, they traded for a player who's on the team that we're playing against, which was pretty awkward for him. People didn't like his response when the, the cameras and the microphones are shoved in his face me i was more on the other side of i didn't uh, i didn't think that was the right thing for them to do let the guy take it in that's his team forever the only team he's known he's caught more games than anyone else for the red Sox. get out of his face what what did you think about it well i think the the christian vasquez deal was a lot like the josh bell deal right so we had been hearing rumors about Wilson Contreras the entire, you know, month of July going into, you know, hot and heavy trade season, that that was a name that the Astros had checked in on. The Astros were looking for catcher help. He was the offensive bat that the Astros could go out and get to put at the catcher spot. Well, lo and behold, I guess his price, it was too high. So click change gears, looked over at Christian Vasquez who, again, that's another team that was kind of sort of in the middle of a wild card chase. And you would think that they would keep a catcher that, you know, is their starting catcher. Uh, the the prospects we had to deal were were significant. But I think for the Astros to go out and get a guy like Christian Vasquez, who's an upgrade with the bat, and also a, a plus defender, and uh, actually a, a fast guy too, supposedly, you know, really, really uh, fast on the base pass, was just a great upgrade and, and a good move by Click. 
So Valdez and Abreu, they were the number 12 and number 21 prospects, but we spoke before we recorded that uh, they will be Rule 5 eligible next year. So I think it's a good move. We get a catcher that's going to be a backup, or will he be a backup? Because when they got him, he's hitting 283. And Maldonado is like 160, 170 guy at the most. I'd be curious to see what kind of way they're going to split that up. I'm sure he's going to get more playing time than a Corey Lee or Jason Castro would. But what about, oh, one of the guys was that guy that I told you yesterday or the day before you need to learn his name. You don't have to learn it anymore, buddy. He's gone. (laughs) But uh, another one, we kind of thought it was going to be Urquidy. Maybe it would be Odorizzi. It turned out to be Odorizzi. No shock at all. I'm happy with this trade. It was, a, I think it was a very good one. That was another trade that I think, you know, filled a position of need. The bullpen, I've been harping on it. We've been harping on it for probably the better part of a month that, you know, the bullpen was going to need to see some kind of uh, upgrade. And Will Smith, while maybe not an upgrade in the interim, is somebody that has upside, you know, was 11 scoreless innings in the World Series last year or in the postseason last year. So he's got the experience in October, which is something that we would covet. Uh, I know that I think it was his assistant pitching coach that that had some tie to the Astros at some point told him, hey, they can fix you. I read an article by Larry, the GM, talking about how his pitch selection isn't very good right now. So I'm totally confident that the Astros can take him and do something with him to make him better, make him his best form. Um, The other thing that this trade did was it kind of gave flexibility in the future. So Jake Odorizzi had a player option for next year that would have got him paid that probably he would have taken where if things don't work out with Will Smith, he has a team option. And if the Astros decide, you know, there's better ways to spend their money, it's only going to cost them a million dollars to cut bait with Will Smith. All right. Before we go to the Astros and the Red Sox, rest in peace, Vince Scully. 94 years old, broadcasted with the Dodgers. We don't like the Dodgers, but you got to love a legend like that guy. 67 years, so rest in peace, buddy. All right, so let's get to these games. Luis Garcia pitched Monday versus Evaldi. It was funny when when the game came on on Tuesday, I almost thought it was a rerun because the guy that pitched for the Red Sox on Tuesday, it looked like Evaldi. I think he's number 40 and the guy was number 50. I was confused. I thought I was watching a replay of the game before, but I wasn't. And they're about the same size. But anyway, Garcia, uh, Duran uh, got an RBI double off of him. We're losing one to zero. Jordan got a sack fly in the bottom of the third and tied things up. Diaz uh, doubled in. Yuli, we were up two to one. Top of the fifth, Duran back again with a two-run homer. Three to two, Boston. And that was the final. Not a lot of scoring. Overall, I'm impressed with Garcia's outing, or if not impressed, I liked it because it was seven innings. I'll take seven innings from anyone. Six hits and three runs and only one walk. I think it was a good outing, just no offense. Maton, good outing for Maton. He's a little shaky. Uh, Two strikeouts. Montero had a strikeout. Diaz, pretty much the offense besides scoring, and he went two for four. The Astros had two hits. Two runs on five hits, and Diaz had two of them. One for eight with runners in scoring position, seven left on base. you have anything to add to Monday's game? It was really just a tough luck loss. I really feel like the Astros 
had opportunities. They had base runners. They just they they didn't have the guys at the bottom of the lineup that could drive guys in. And you know that was something that we've seen over the last week, week and a half. You know, with some of the different guys being out for rest, and then like we we don't know what's going to happen with Michael Brantley. They're just they were just struggling to produce. You know, Pena's kind of slumping a little bit. Tuck slumping a little bit. So close game. But if they get to you know the magic number four or five, they probably win that game. Yeah, Pena's been really struggling, and so has Tucker, like you mentioned. But they both, not that they got out of it, but they both at least got a couple hits in the last few games. Uh, but Tuesday night was Christian Javier. And I'll go over the scoring, and then I want to kind of vent a little bit, if you don't mind. Bottom <laughs> of the first, Yuli, RBI single. And this is the day that they trade for Mancini. So Yuli's like, hey, I'm still here. Drives in the first run, brings in Altuve, one to nothing. It was a good start. I thought we we're going to get a little more offense from the Astros, but that's it. That's all we got the whole game. Devers had an RBI. He had a home run in the sixth inning, two to one. We lose. And my comment on this game, and I don't know if it was the lack of offense. I don't know if it was Eschenfelder. Without a doubt, 100% fair, most boring game I've ever watched with the Astros. I fell asleep when it was one-to-one, woke up, it was two-to-one, and I said, I don't know if it's him or this game or both, bored to death. The little bit that I saw of it, because I was at the Space Cowboys game watching Lance and Dallas Keuchel do their thing, uh, which I'll get to uh, in my final thoughts. Really good game. But uh, I felt like he's just, you know, he's, you can tell he's a studio guy. He's not the the TK where he's got his stuff queued up to talk about, and he's got like a voice that, you know, projects. I feel like he's used to kind of reading the teleprompter a little bit, and this is something where, you kind of have to feel the game flow and have that energy. And I think he's got to find his energy. This is, this is growing pains. I mean, I know from, from doing podcasts like this, it's something that over time you get more comfortable, you know, in your own skin. And I think you'll get there, but to just go in there, you know, right off the bat, it was, it was tough. Are you more comfortable in your skin here on the podcast? Because I can see you growing. <laughs> I think so. I feel like I am. I think you're always good. I, you were on Sunday strows with, uh, Steph and I was like, I gotta steal that dude. I gotta get him. You're on. You're still on both of them, but I was like, I gotta get that guy. And I'm I'm very glad I did. But anyway, Javier six innings, four runs, four hits, and two runs. So uh, another good outing. One walk and seven strikeouts. He just gave up that homer, which caused us to lose. He's six and seven on the year with a three twenty four ERA. So he could he's. He still hasn't been able to repeat the uh, 14 scoreless innings in a row, but overall pretty good. Altuve, two for five. Yuli went two for four. I'm still here. I'm Yuli Gurriel. And then Pena, who was, I don't know, the guy was, what, 0 for 19 against Seattle? He got two hits. Very good to see that. One run on nine hits. They didn't do anything. One for six runners in scoring position, left nine on base. Super, super boring game. I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything else to add to this game. I'm ready to talk about today. It was tough. I know the trade deadline was coming to an end. So that's one of those things where you feel like, are there, are they done? Are they still making moves? Do I need to like, you know, I'm, I'm curious if, you know, that was on their minds. 
and and maybe they just played down a little bit. Uh, it, I, I saw an interesting comment today on social media because that game put them over 500. And the, 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 the stigma, the stereotype on the Astros is that they played down to under 500 clubs and that, you know, the minute they go over 500, then it's a different animal and they just, they, they, they beat them up. So kind of a segue into today. That's what it seems like. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I, I heard them mention that and it's just crazy how true it ended up being because today they did really good. And Erkiti, who we were, I don't know about you, but I was okay with partying with. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really glad it worked out the way it did. Even though I do like Urquidy. I mean, I like Odorizzi as well, but I'm, I think Urquidy's the safer pick, the cheaper pick, and the better pick for the Astros. Bottom of the first, Alvarez ground out, brought in Altuve. We're up one to zero. Bregman, Sackfly, Pena, two to zero. Real quick, what were your thoughts about Bregman only taking one day off having a baby? Yeah. Team first. What a teammate. Well, if, the, if there's a teammate that's team first, it's Reagan because Reagan's the one that told him, all right, now go out there and go get some hits. So oh, he could have took two more days. He probably would have took two more days. But when mama says go, I'm sure you just go. So bottom of the second, Trey Mancini, two run homer, four to zero. I was at work. You're at work. My boss, who's an Astros fan, comes up to me. Trey Mancini, two-run homer. I was ex- I was even excited as I would be if I had to watch the game. Just hearing that Trey Mancini had a home run, I, I was I was very excited. What, what were your thoughts? Were you listening to it on the radio? Yeah, I, I got iHeartRadio, I and they play 790, so that's the local station, so I can listen to them here. So whenever there's a day game, that's normally what I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, it, it was awesome. You know, the, the, the radio broadcast is always great. So uh, Steve Sparks, he's awesome. So, you know, he he wasn't Kevin Eschenfelder. He talked it up appropriately. And uh, it's great to see those guys in- instantly come in and contribute. You know, they, they probably feel a little bit, all right, I'm brought in to do this job. The sooner they get that monkey off their back, the sooner they can go back to just being ball players. So for him to be able to do it for Trey to be able to do it right away. That, that speaks great. I hope he gets more PT, you know, and he's out there a lot because he's a really good hitter. It was his first bat at bat as a starter. So that was pretty exciting. It was his only hit, but you know what? You just brought something up that made me want to pose a question to you. What do you think if, if I don't, I know it's nothing that they ever do and it's probably separate things, but why couldn't they bring Robert Ford up to the TV, the TV and, and put Eschenfelder on the radio? That's a great question. I wish I knew the answer because Robert Ford would be great, uh, I think, in the booth. I think they both cover the Astros, but do they work for the TV station? I think they work for the Astros. I, see, I don't know. That's a good see, question. I, think I know they one do. They works for the, one works for the radio station. I think one works for the broadcast station. And that's probably why they don't mix them up. I think, yeah, it's got something to do with that. Maybe he didn't want to do it. I don't know, but I think it would be cool. Maybe just don't, you know, I don't know. I'd like to see it. I really would like to see it. I like his home run call. See you later. See you later. I I really, I mean, I don't really listen to the radio, but I, I hear clips, but anyway, 
Kyle Tucker, who's been struggling at a two-run double. Brian and Bregman and Diaz were up six to zero. We go to the top of the ninth. I'm thinking we're getting a shutout. Here comes Will Smith, our new pitcher, and he gives up a home run to Bogarts. Six to one final, but he that's all the damage he gives up. So overall, not a bad, you know, first outing for our new lefty bullpen arm. But what a game by Arkady. Seven innings, two hits. No runs and double digit, 10 strikeouts. He picks up win number 10. Did you know Rikidi had 10 wins? He gets all the run support. (laughs) That's true. So Seth, the magic man, Martinez, gave up a hit and a walk, but he did not allow any runs. And then Smith gave up a run. Altuve, four for four. Here's, Here's my thoughts. We always talk about the players of the series. I was thinking, whoever does something in the last game is going to get it. Because nobody did anything to, to even close to earning it. So, we'll see. I'll see how you think on this. But Altuve, four for four. Bregman, two for four. Tucker, two for four. Mancini, one for four with two RBIs. Vasquez, 0 oh for four against his former team. Do you think that has more to do with they know him? Or what do you think? I think it's just nerves. I I really think that that's something like them being together a little bit, getting time to gel. I think if you think about it, Trey Mancini uh, and him got a hit, got a bat yesterday. I think it's going to take a couple of bats for him. One thing I'll point out about Altuve, his four for four or his four hit game, that's the 34th four hit game. It ties him with Craig Vigil for the the team lead uh, most four hit games. He does not have a five-hit game. He was on deck in the ninth or the eighth inning when Dubon got up, hit a line shot, was going to have a chance to do it. Unfortunately, uh, Dubon was uh, caught; it was out. But amazing that you know he doesn't have a five-hit game. You know, without Tuve, all the hits. You figure at some point he would add a five-hit game. No five-hit games. Dubon doesn't show up in the offensive stats here on the podcast, but he did make a beautiful play that I saw in the highlight. I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but credit to him on that. Uh, the Astros six runs on 12 hits, two for seven runners, score musician. They left six on base. If you don't have anything left to add, let's go to players of the series. The one thing I'll add, Will Smith, he did give up a homer, but it was a well-located pitch. It went into the Crawford boxes. I mean, sometimes those things giveth and sometimes they taketh away, you know. So there was some hard hit contact, but it was a pretty, he was primarily slider fastball. I think they're working with him. I think he'll be fine. All right. So players of the series, who is your pitcher? The Mexican, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that sounds so bad, but I agree with you. Jose Urquidy. What about your position player? Jose Altuve, all Jose. Mm, the four for four game, huh? Well, he's been consistent throughout the series. And and then you put the four for four on top of it, Jose Altuve. All right. So I'm gonna coach Rose. I'm gonna coach Rose this. Here's what I was kind of thinking that we <laughs> should have a we should have players of the series and the coach Rose Award. Let's do it. That way we don't have to give the but I would say or I mean I would say Altuve as well. 
but I wanted to say Mancini, but I'll give Mancini the Coach Rose Award for having a home run in his first start. I love it. I'm with you. So we're good with that. Players of the Series and the Coach Rose Award. It's pretty exciting. (laughs) I I like it. All right, so the Astros are 68 and 38. They're 11 games ahead of Seattle, who beat the Yankees two out of three. And whoever beats each other benefits us. It doesn't even matter. Because one, we're trying to catch for the number one spot. The other one, we're trying to keep from passing us. I don't know. Would you rather go any other way? I think it went good. We're still 11 ahead. The Yankees only have 70 wins. We're only two games behind the Yankees now. So, And that's with losing two out of three to the Red Sox. It almost seems like we lose together. We got swept. They got swept. We lose two out of three. They lose two out of three. I don't know. Yeah, it was unfortunate. I felt like this was an opportunity to make up ground. I thought Seattle would be very hungry, you know, coming off of the series loss to the Strohs. And they were. They showed it. Uh, Garrett Cole pitched for them today. And I had a I had a tweet that I put out there. Garrett Cole makes roughly $13,000 a pitch. Garrett Cole threw 36 pitches in the first inning. You do the math, that comes up to $468,000. Do you know what the Yankees got for half a million dollars today? He gave up six earned runs and three bombs in the first inning. Game was over. That's nuts. (laughs) All right, so before we get to fair foul, we got a four-game series against the Guardians. We've got JV, Framber Valdez, Garcia, and then back to Christian Javier. That's at Cleveland, so they'll be on the road. And now, ready to do fair or foul? Let's do it. All right, number one. Vasquez will end up the Astros' number one catcher. Fair or foul? If there is no injury, Martin Maldonado will be the Astros' starting catcher throughout the series. Throughout the season. What if every time Vasquez goes in, he goes two for four? Doesn't matter. And Maldonado keeps 160. For me, Dusty is such a player's coach. And Maldi is such a key cog, whether it be with his defense cutting runners down or managing uh, the rotation. It'll be Maldonado. I agree with you. That's foul. All right, number two. Talking about Jake Myers, clicks, you know, because me, I wanted to, I wanted a center fielder. And I, I was kind of disappointed we didn't get one. I mean, I'm more comfortable with McCormick than I am Myers. But Click said, hey, that's our man. And I don't know if that's politically correct. And that's why he said it. And you know he's going to say the right thing. He can't say, well, we didn't get the guy we wanted. Because he's got to make it sound like, Jake, you're the one we wanted. We believe in you. With that being said, Pedro Leon will be the center fielder by the end of the season. I want to say fair. I feel like I I watched him last night. He didn't have a particularly great night at the plate against Dallas Keuchel, which kind of like gives me reservations. Dallas is a major league pitcher, you know, and he looked good yesterday. I, I But I think he's got a way higher upside. I think it's Foul, though, I think that some form of Myers, uh, Dubon, McCormick. because McCormick, I think, Ooh, I think 
I think all those three are going to equal one center fielder. Okay. I'm. What, what do you think? Are you are you more comfortable with McCormick? Yes and no. I, I don't know. I don't know that that I trust his bat a whole lot more than uh, Myers. I just think he's hot right now. Uh, the, the defender aspect, I kind of like the bond. I mean, he looked really good today. And yeah. and Myers, I feel like when Myers is right, I don't think he's healthy, or at least he's not mentally healthy. It, it something about his confidence just looks shook. And I think when he's right, he's the best of the three. And I think Click knows that. I think that's why he said what he said. I agree. But he's not there yet. And I think that's why he plays all the time, because they're trying to get him there. And now we got a few more bats in the lineup. We can afford for him to get a little warmed up. But I like Dubon. But here's what I said whenever we got the new guys. And this is my opinion, that if we go to the playoffs, or we we are going to go to the playoffs, and you put your starting lineup out there, I think it's going to be like Marmon Gonzalez. Because he was the platoon, not the platoon player, but the 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 guy that plays everywhere. I can't even think of what it is now. And that's how Diaz is. But when it comes down to it, I can see him starting and then Tucker taking over center field. I can see that happening when you get to the playoffs. So who's starting? Diaz starting in center field? No, he's starting in right field or left field and Tucker's in center. Maybe. I feel like Diaz is going to play as long as his bat plays. I feel like if if we're if we're playing, you know, musical chairs or whatever, I could see a scenario where it's Mancini in left, Yuli at first. If 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 you're putting Tucker in center, then whoever's left is going to be in right field. Yeah, Alvarez in left. Well, I think he's your DH. So that's that's just yeah. Me. Well, I wrote it down and I tweeted it. That was my lineup. If you follow me on Twitter, you've seen it. I just can't think of it right now. But I think I had Alvarez or Mancini in left or DH. Either one. And then you have Yuli at first. Who would be the other guy? Who am I forgetting? Brantley. Oh, no. Brantley wasn't in it. But anyway. So it's, I don't know. Let's just go on. Let's go I'm just on. putting people to sleep. <laughs> All right. Number three. <clears throat> I wasn't sure how to write this, but this is how I wrote it. So picture Jose Altuve. High pants where you can see his socks is better than, let's say, like Jordan. He wears the long pants. What do you think? Which What look do you like better? So... I think the high pants are fair. I don't know why I like the socks, but with the with the you know we have the big argument about the City Connect jersey, right? Love all the blue, but no. then but then the pants kind of ruin it, right? So Altuve with the, the the tequila sunrise socks makes it good, and I just I don't know. I was watching the uh, the uh, Space Cowboys yesterday, and similar thing, right? I just felt like the high socks was the way to go, so. I'm fair on the high socks. I think it still looks bad, <laughs> to be honest with you. But when when they wear the like navy blue socks with the two white stripes that are kind of low, I think that's a cool look. The normal sock they wear is a very cool look. So I say fair, too. I, I like the way it looks. It kind of breaks up all the white. 
number four, and I, I got some questions about this as well. Peanuts are the go-to snack at a ball game. <laughs> so fair for me, so for me, it's fair. I was at the I was at the the Space Cowboy game yesterday. I went to the the concession stand. I wanted something light, but something I could snack on. And I was just like, you know what? Popcorn ain't going to do it for me. And I got a bag of peanuts and I'm sitting over there. Now, I, I will say this. I made a mess. There were there was there were shells everywhere. And I wish they had something, you know, like a like a, a can or something, a little cup. You know, that'd be nice. A nice little uh, addition. But um, I, I, I was I'm not a Cracker Jack guy. So peanuts for me. Fair. That is what I wanted to bring up. So the last game we went to, the people sitting next to us were eating peanuts and the shells were all over the floor. And my wife was like, why do they make that big, huge mess? And I said, there's nowhere else to put it. And they know that people are going to do that. They're not upset about it. And she felt sorry for the people that had to clean it up. But it's just a normal thing. But anyway, going back. It is not the go-to snack. It might be your go-to snack, but it's not the go-to snack. I think most people's go-to snack is hot dog a snack. See, I don't think so. I feel like that that's more like a an entree type thing. I w- I'm talking candy, popcorn, peanuts, crackers. Popcorn's jacks. more go-to than peanuts. Wow, okay. For me, only at the movie theater. Not for me, but I don't know. I, I don't eat either one of them. I you know what my go-to snack is, if you'll allow me to consider this a snack, is pretzel. <laughs> That's a good one, too. I, I always I get, I, I love the pretzel. Love it. The pretzel works. That works, too. And they're never perfect like you want it, like you get them at Annie Annie's or whatever it's called, but it's good because they're big. You break it apart. You got something to chew on. Are you I, a sunflower seed guy? I just can't do it. I am, but they don't sell them at the ballpark. I think that'd be cool if they did, though. They don't. I can't. I not that I've one that I've been at. Do you ever take food in in a in a one gallon plastic bag? Because we do. <laughs> I do not. I do not. You should. It's awesome. Because we stop at Bucky's on the way, and we get the roasted cashews. We get gummy bears. We get all these snacks. Put them in that gallon bag, and Premium. I still want. I still want a pretzel though. If I go up to the concession stand and get a drink, I see the pretzel on the rack. I got to have it. I'm a pretzel kind of guy. We went to a restaurant and I took a picture of it. Oh, it was when we were in Rhode Island. The pretzel was as big as the tray. Love it. <laughs> All right. So I say no. I say it's not. I say if I say the most popular one would have to be popcorn. I think that's what most people get. Do you have you ever gotten the nachos and the baseball helmet? That'd be a good one. But that's more ice like cream a, and a, ice cream and a baseball helmet is better than nachos and a baseball helmet. That would be a good one. That would be. I've ate pl- I've ate plenty of the ice cream and helmet. <laughs> but I wouldn't call that a snack. Ice cream isn't a snack. It's a dessert. You know the the kids in front of us went and got ice cream and I was expecting them to be eating out of the helmet and they like gave them a whole like a bluebell. I don't know what size it was, but it was like an actual container. The small ones that you buy at the store. But anyway, hopefully you understand what I'm reading. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to try to word it because I wrote you get gas. Do you say get gas or put gas? How do you say I'm going to go get gas? 
I'm going to go get gas. <laughs> I, I do too. I say I'm going to get gas. But some people say put gas. And some people are like, I'm going to go fill up my tank. I don't know. But I say get gas and I wrote get gas. But I don't want people to be confused with the other kind of gas. Okay, let's say you're going on a road trip. Whether it's the smartest thing to do or not, do you get fair or foul? You get gas the night before. I try to. I'm 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 a, a bit of a procrastinator, so sometimes it's <laughs> it's the day of. So I'm gonna say foul. I'm gonna be honest and say foul. It's normally the day of. As many road trips as I go, I never get gas the night before, <laughs> ever. As long as I got about 50 gallons to get to Bucky's on the way to the game or wherever, I'll get it in the morning. I don't care because you, you want to stop and get something to drink maybe and a snack for the road. So you're going to stop anyway, but it's a smart thing to do. If you got snacks ready, you just wake up and, well, but I never do it. I never do it. The real smart thing to do is to get gas. What is it? Tuesday, or Thursday, and then you don't get it on the weekends because they, they upcharge it. So if you're smart, you are getting it before you go on your road trip. It's also good to get gas in the morning when it's not hot. Apparently, you get more gas. You don't lose gas to the heat. Okay. Anyway, enough about gas. Let's hear your final thoughts because we know if, you, if you're listening, Space Cowboys, it was Lance McCullers Jr. versus Dallas Keuchel, and Tom was there. I wish I would have been there. I didn't go and McCullough was just here. I missed out. You didn't. Tell us about it. So it was the largest crowd that they've had all season. And uh, it was awesome. They both pitched well. Lance looked really good. I really think he needs one more start at Sugarland, and then he'll be back up with the big ball club. I also th- uh, Dallas Keiko looked really good too. Uh, I really feel like he's going to be a Ranger before the end of the season also. I saw Hunter Brown throw a bullpen. That kid's awesome. I cannot wait to see him in an Astros jersey. He truly looks like he could be an ace at some point in his career. Really looking forward to it. I think the Astros are lined up well to play the uh, the Guardians coming up. Uh, they're 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 a team that's in the playoff race too. So I think I think they're above five hundred. I can't remember exactly what their record is. So I'm really hoping the Astros get it done. I'm going to mention this, even though I don't know the answer, but I saw a tweet that said that the Guardians have lost fans as far as like their attendance because of the name change. Not that they are all racist and they want to say Indians, but that's their team. They've been the Indians forever. And I think it kind of bothers them. I don't know, but would would you change at all if the Astros changed their name? I wouldn't care. I don't care what they name themselves. No, I'm not worried about it. All right, just not the Hurricanes. All right, you get that was your final thoughts. I almost said it again. But anyway, we appreciate you tuning in, especially you guys in the UK, US, you need to pick it up. We're in we're we're in we're we almost I think at one time we were 81, I think, right? Somewhere in the 80s. 